You're listening to the Stag Sports Network Podcast, only on FairfieldStags.com. Hey everybody, welcome to another Stag Sports Network season outlook as we get closer and closer to the 2021 season. Uh, had a lot of fun thus far putting these together and another chance to chat with someone that I've got to know very well over the last few years and always fun to see their group on the floor, and that would be Todd Crest, the coach of the Fairfield volleyball team. Todd, it has been a long time, but how are you doing? All good. All good. Day by day, as, we, uh, as we're saying, testing negative and staying positive. Oh, so you are a fan of John Rothstein, though. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have the T-shirt? I didn't pen the quote, trust me, but I like it. Fair enough. But hey. I don't have the T-shirt. I do not have the T-shirt, no. But it is a mantra that we do all need to abide by. That's certainly true. But it's good that we're able to talk some volleyball. I know we caught up, it might have been last summer or last fall, kind of like a check-in. But now we actually get to talk about some games happening in a few months. And for this podcast, or a few weeks, I should say, but um, throughout this podcast today, we're going to kind of catch up on what's been going on in the, within the volleyball team, check in on what the roster is going to look like, introduce you to some new faces, remind you of some of the faces that you would have seen a little while ago, because obviously with the spring teams, we would have saw a little bit of them last year, but this is a group that we haven't seen in 13, 14 months. Um, and then also look at what the format is going to be for Mac volleyball this spring season, because it's a little bit unique, uh, but we're going to try and do our best to explain all of it. So first off, let's talk about the buildup thus far. What has Fairfield volleyball been up to since the return to campus? Well, we've been uh, super excited to be back in the gym. We started on February 2nd with our first practice. We were doing individual sessions, um, starting on the second with groups of four or five or six, dependent on, the, on each day. We bring our outsides in, bring our lips in, bring our setters and middles in, just doing some individual work. Um, previous to that, it was kind of like Groundhog Day, one of my favorite Bill Murray movies, um, that every day was the same. You know, starting in March, back when we started this thing, everything was kind of the same. And, and now we finally have gotten into a routine to where we've been able to practice, we've been able to stay in the gym, um, I, you know, this team, they, they do the right thing. They say the right thing. They do the right thing. So, you know, they're taking this very seriously, the, the part of staying healthy and wearing the mask and socially distancing and all of that. That being said, it, it takes some luck as well. Um, I think we've all learned that over time. I mean, you look at any night on ESPN or you, you turn on the ticker and you see a number of matches, whether it be basketball, volleyball, whatever sport have been canceled. So it takes, you can do the right thing, but it takes a little bit of luck as well. So but we're happy to be back in the gym. We, we did our individuals, like I said, starting on the second. We've back, been back with team practices for about eight or nine days. Um, and now we've got about eight or nine days until we play. So, so here we are. Here we are. And I'm curious, and I'm going to be asking this and have asked this to the uh, other fall coaches, but I'm very curious because of the fact that you've had such a long layoff games withstanding, but just getting in as you said, your rhythm day in, day out playing volleyball. When you saw the group come in, what, where were they? How far were they off from being maybe where they should be, let alone a season coming up in a few weeks, but maybe a regular spring non-competitive season? Yeah, it's a great question because we've had more time off than we've ever had before. Um, you know, the last that we 
put on a jersey and competitively played was at University of Minnesota on December, whatever that was, 2nd or 3rd, 2019. And here we are approaching March 7th of 2021. So that's a good, what, 14, 15 months, whatever it is, that we haven't played volleyball, um, that we haven't competed, that we haven't trained at the highest level. So where are we? Um, somewhere in the middle, somewhere in the middle of where we need to be. We're, we're definitely not at the uh, the bottom end of it, but we're not at the exactly where we need to be yet either. So we're somewhere in the middle. I think they did some nice things over break in regards to staying in shape with what they had access to. Um, some had limited access to gyms based on the state that they were in and the protocol in their state. Others had a lot of access and they were able to train they normally would. Um, others were super creative and, and found a way to do what they needed to do. So um, we're somewhere in the middle. We're, we're getting better every day. Um, I like our attention to detail right now. They're pushing through some of the things that we're trying to do. I've got to, you know, as, as a coach, I, I'm always one that likes to amp it up and, and go at it training wise. Uh, we can't do that yet just because of the, the, the amount of time we've had off and where we are. So we're, this is just a day-by-day uh, -day process, trying to keep our kids healthy and trying to keep them, well, healthy in two capacities, healthy in regards to injuries, uh, and then, of course, with COVID. Now, I did bring this up in terms of what you know, this would be a non-competitive season if things were running as they usually were. Obviously, volleyball is a fall sport. You play to some extent in the spring, maybe for some of those at home that don't know really what goes on usually at this time of the year, what would be happening in a spring volleyball season, whether it would be how often are you training? When do you even start training? Do you play matches against other schools? What, what happens usually during this time? So normally in our non-traditional season, our non-competitive season in the spring, we start the end of January and it runs through the middle of April, uh, the first month is eight hours a week where we're just, again, working on individual groups, individual training. Um, and then we get into 20 hours a week of practice and we play maybe three weekends during the spring. Uh, we, you know, for us, we're, we're always playing local. So we'll play somewhere like an army or sacred heart or up the road at Yukon. Um, but it's a very different mindset. You know, it's a, it's a different mindset. It's more focused on individual improvement as, as opposed to team growth. So this is a flip. I mean, we had to flip the switch this year in the spring to get ready for our competitive season. Um, there are parts of it that I like. I love walking out of the gym in our competitive season to 15 inches of snow as opposed to walking out to leaves falling off the trees. So there's definitely parts of it that I like. Um, but then there's parts that I'm not a huge fan of. I, I don't think that it's, uh, I don't think that it's in our best interest to be squeezing so many matches into a short amount of time. And I worry about that for all the teams in our conference. I worry about the risk of injury playing. We're going to be, end up playing 10 matches in a 21 day span. And I think that, uh, multiplies, um, and, and multiplies the risk of injury. And I, and that concerns me. So, we're going to have to be very creative into obviously we are right now with our practicing, but then also what lineups are we putting out on the court when we're playing two matches in one day? Are we playing the same people back to back? Absolutely not. I mean, everyone's going to get a chance to play and we're going to find out exactly how much depth we have just to keep our kids safe and healthy. Well, 
coach kind of told really what this format of the year is going to be. So I'll just bring everybody else up to speed. So how the Mac volleyball format is going to work for this year, it's going to be five double headers uh, space, mostly on weekends again, schedule pending of course, but that's back to back in the same day. And then it will be ending up after everybody completes that schedule. It will be a tournament up in Albany as it's scheduled right now in the first weekend of April. Now, Volleyball schedules you often see at the beginning of a year, a traditional year, where you do play a few, a couple times, two matches in a day, maybe those early season tournaments as well. But it is different. This is a conference schedule. You're coming off of an extremely long layoff, getting everybody all of a sudden back into some sort of a game mode. I'm curious how much you're going to be looking into maybe the sports science side of things and trying to figure out you know, who is going to be ready to be able to handle that workload versus just trying to make sure that you pace your student athletes to get them to the finish line, ultimately then to be ready for next fall. Yeah. I was talking to coach Laura from women's basketball last week, and they were having to do some very similar things. And the fact that when they were coming off of their uh, COVID situation, that they were looking at the sports sports science part of it, how many minutes a kid could play in a game. And, you know, we're definitely looking at those same type things. How many reps can they get? How many jumps are they allowed to have in in that particular day? Um, You know, we're, we're deep enough in regards to at all positions with middles and outsides that we've been doing that now, even in practice, as far as waving them through, so to speak at different positions and and limiting their reps and limiting their jumps. Um, But also trying to build up, the, uh, the economy, the, the workload economy to where they're able to handle it when we get into practice. So, or when we get into competing. Um, so we're looking at all those things, talking with our training staff, and then just trying to put a competitive group on the court each match that we're, uh, you know, fortunate enough to play. Well, for fans at home, make sure to check out fairfieldstags.com to see what the schedule will be looking like and when you can watch Fairfield volleyball in action. Looking now at the group that you have for the spring season, a lot of a lot of familiar faces are going to be on the floor, but you do have four freshmen coming in. Uh, we did speak last time we talked back in the summer about what the uh, what the recruiting group looked like. But you know, now that you've gotten your four freshmen into the mix, how have they've handled themselves, and what have they brought uh, to this group that maybe you didn't have before? Our freshmen are great. Uh, they have hit the ground running. Um, they've provided a ton of energy to practice our two libs DS's, uh, Georgia via from Dallas and Kyla Berg from Indiana have done a great job in regards to the ball handling piece, which is something that we look to upgrade moving into the next competitive season, uh, which is obviously here and now. So they're doing a nice job. They're going to, they've earned playing time already. They're doing a tremendous job on the court. Simone Tyson is a little L2, smaller outside from the Cleveland area. Um, I love going back to my roots in recruiting, so it was a no-brainer bringing her in. She's also a Browns fan, so kudos to that. By the way, JJ, I don't know if you knew this, but the Browns made it to the second round of the NFL playoffs this year. They beat the Steelers twice. Just just was waiting for that. Carry on. Yeah, I, I had to get that in. I can't talk enough about that. I, I talk about that every day just to, just to assure myself that it actually happened. Um, and then Ella Gardner, finally from California, uh, 6'1 middle. Uh, Melissa and I both feel she's got a ton of potential. Um, super athletic, two-sport athlete, 
a tremendous basketball player as well, and just a super high ceiling in regards to what she's going to bring to the program the next four years in the middle spot. So freshmen are doing a nice job, still trying to figure some things out. Of course, they're freshmen and they're having all of this thrown at them. And I've not seen them without a mask yet. So, you know, that's a, that's a challenge as well. I mean, just think about if you were a freshman and coming in and and you're wearing a mask every day and, and, uh, maneuvering classes and practices and, and everything and going through it with COVID. And so I give our freshmen a ton of credit just uh, with what they're able to manage right now and get through. And how is the group really meshed together? Because obviously you have a lot of players returning, bringing in these new players as well. How, how are they just feeling as a whole? As you said, it's, it was a challenging fall, but they're here and now. Um, what's the attitude like in the camp as they get ready? The fall was a challenge. It follows a challenge for everybody, not only on our campus, but I'm pretty certain across the country with the number of pauses and the stops and goes and that type of thing. And it's just been nice to get into a rhythm now. Um, so the, not only the stops and goes and the pauses and that type of thing was a challenge, but also just the connectivity. The number, the number of times that the student athletes and the team saw everyone together, I could probably count on one hand. Uh, during the fall. Now we've had, you know, a week and a half where they've been together. And so we're starting to develop a little bit of chemistry and, you know, start talking a little more about our culture and those type of things. But, you know, those things, those things will take time. Um, And it's going to take time, especially with the protocol that we're operating under. But I'm just glad that right now we're all together. We're still in the gym practicing and moving forward. and, And I see things falling into place. Definitely. I'm very much looking forward to it myself. And before I let you go, one thing that I did want to talk about, about one of your student athletes that just happened recently uh, is Naya Jones. Um, she was recognized as MLK Vision Award recipient. That was uh, just happened a couple of days ago, actually, before we came on. And um, I'll kind of talk about what happened uh, the award is presented annually to individuals who demonstrate a commitment to the ideals and values of Dr. King and uh Jones is a international studies major with a minor in humanitarian action. Uh, she's someone that is involved with the SAC and is involved with uh, as a youth mentor in the Connecticut Institute for Refugees and Immigrants. And this has to be such a cool honor to see. Obviously, we've talked about so many times the Fairfield student athletes, how well they do in the classroom and the outreach they have in the community. But to be awarded with such a great honor, this has to bring just a big smile to your face. Yeah. Naya is, and let me make sure that I make this point very clear, a tremendous person. Um, she's just an incredible kid and well-deserving of the acknowledgement um, of what she received. And, and you know, we've talked a lot, of, a lot within our program. And, you know, I watched the video the other night of her speaking and, and just mature beyond her years. Um, is something that comes to mind when I think of Naya and just that she understands the importance of diversity, the importance of accepting differences. Um, You know, we came off of a tough last four years and now moving forward in a a different uh, position and different uh, direction in this country. And Naya, I think, understands all of that and just the importance and embracing all of those things and just, just being decent to one another. You know, I think I think Naya gets that as well. Um, and so I, I can't say enough great things about Naya. She's just a great kid. We're lucky to have her here. The, the university is lucky to have her as, as part of uh, their student body. And we're you know super thrilled to have her as part of our program. 
Well, congratulations to Naya on uh, being recognized as an MLK Vision Award recipient. I believe uh, her speech actually is on Fairfield Social, so make sure to go check that out. And more information about that is at fairfieldstags.com. Todd, thanks so much for sitting down with chatting and can't wait to see you all in a few weeks' time. Keep your fingers crossed, JJ. We hope to be there on March 7th. There we go. That's going to do it for this Stag Sports Network season outlook podcast. Make sure to stay with us as we get closer and closer to start the 2021 season. That's going to do it for this one. Signing off, and we'll see you all next time. Thank you for listening to the Stag Sports Network podcast. For past and future podcasts, visit fairfieldstags.com.